Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Well, it's so good to see all of your smiling eyes today. That's all we can see because of these. How's everyone doing with these? This is about how I feel about it at this point. (laughs) Just going to spin it on my finger. I don't know about you, but when these first became required, I had trouble just walking with it on. Because depth perception, somehow if I cover my mouth, I can't see anything, right? (laughs) So I was tripping over my own two feet. And you guys, when I see people behind the wheel on the road driving with it on, I'm like, how? How are they doing that? And as if that wasn't enough, me tripping over my own two feet, every time I tried talking with this on, I ended up chewing on it. You guys don't have to say it. I'll say it for us. We were chewing on these when we first tried to learn how to talk with the mask on, right? And if I don't tug on it to keep it over my mouth, it'll work its way up my head and become a headband, right? Or it'll go the other way and become a chin strap, and then it's just like, what's happening? So the worst incident, though, with this, not this one, (laughs) I've cleaned it. But I was all masked up, and I felt a sneeze coming on, the worst. And here's the deal. It's not just like, okay, we'll pull it down and sneeze. No, no, I had both hands full. So I had a choice to make. Either I sneeze in my mask, or I hold it and implode. Well, I care about my body, so I sneezed, right? I I knew what was happening, but somehow I was still surprised when I sneezed with it on. But it was fine. I'm fine, right? Maybe some of you can relate, but there was a period of time, and maybe girls more than guys, I don't know. There was a period of time when I was getting ready in the morning and I didn't put as much effort into getting ready because I knew I was going to put a mask on. You don't have to, you don't have to like raise your hand. I know it happened. Because I saw lots of people out there and everybody looked like a hot mess, right? Because we're putting a mask on. It's essentially a cloak of invisibility. And when somebody would recognize me, I would be like, how I'm invisible? How do you know who I am? And then you realize that this mask isn't a cloak of invisibility. It's only covering a small part of your face and not your hair or your outfit, right? Thinking that I'm invisible by simply putting this mask on is about the same as a toddler that thinks they're hidden just by closing their eyes when they play hide-and-seek with their parents. And then you've got the loving parents that... Like, oh, Johnny closed his eyes. Let's walk around him and go check under the dining room table and let's go check in the closet looking for him. Whether we're masked up or not, whether we think we're hidden or not, God knows exactly where we are. Second Chronicles 16.9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. I had to be present for a field tour two Fridays ago. Um, There's this investor that's purchasing two really big properties that our company owns, and it's out in sunny Wilmington. 
And if anybody knows Wilmington, it's Wilmington, right? <laughs> but it's not paved Wilmington, it's dirt road Wilmington. These lots are industrial and off the beaten path, and I'm supposed to be leading this tour, and wouldn't you know, after we essentially sand duned, not kidding, sand duned our way up the unpaved road to our facility, I hopped out of my car to give an update, and I locked myself out of my own car <laughs> in front of these important people. <laughs> Just typical, right? Did I mention that my keys were in the ignition and my car was still running? And did I also mention that I was stopped right in front of the entry gate? So I made the long walk to each car in the caravan. I'm like, could you roll your window? Yeah, roll your window down. Um, hi. So I'm um, blocking the gate. You're not going to believe this. My keys are in my car, locked, and it's still running. So anyway, I went from leading this tour to becoming a traffic controller, and I'm like, you're just going to want to swing around my car and then go through the gate, right? How embarrassing. There was an operator on site, and I ran over to him, and I'm like, hey, I locked my keys in my car. Do you have any like tools to open it up? And he goes, uh, yeah, it's called AAA. So. <laughs> I pick up my phone to call AAA, and the call keeps dropping. And I tried another number, and I still didn't get through. And just outside of our facility gates, a tow truck starts to pass by. And the buyers go, oh, wow, AAA's already here. They came fast. And I'm like, I hold up my phone. I'm like, no, I'm still trying to get them on the phone. Well, our operator flags down this tow truck, and the driver turns his rig around and makes his way towards my car. He hopped down from his rig and he said, I noticed that you were stopped there, what's going on? And I said, ah, I locked my keys in my car, it's still running. He immediately pulled two tools from his rig and he unlocked my car in less than five minutes. Okay, this is the, the kicker. When I said, how much do I owe you, how do I pay you? He said, you're blessed, God bless you. And he jumped back up into his rig and he drove away. I couldn't see him anymore. <laughs> Don't tell me God doesn't know exactly yes, where you are yes, at. Yes, yes, amen. amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Psalm 34, 15 says, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. You know what the beautiful thing about God is? Sometimes we don't even have to ask. I'm still trying to get a hold of AAA, understanding that I'll have a 45-minute to an hour rate, and wait, and he sends somebody. Mm -hmm. Stop hiding from God, from your calling, your purpose, from his plan and his leading. One of the most well-known stories in the Bible of hiding is of Adam and Eve. And if you haven't heard, him, heard it, Adam was the first man that God created, and Eve was created out of Adam's side to be his wife. God gave them free reign over the Garden of Eden, and they had just one rule. Don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was it. But in typical human fashion, Eve desired the one thing that she couldn't have, 
She was tempted by Satan and ate of that tree, and she gave some to her husband, Adam. People. She's like, if I'm going down, I'm taking everybody with me. <laughs> right? And come on, wives. We're like, I did. You, ha you try some too, right? I mean, I'm not a wife, but I would imagine. So, okay. So after they ate of this tree, they realized their nakedness, and they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. And Genesis chapter 3, verse 8 says, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. From. I find that verbiage very interesting. They hid themselves from. More like hid themselves in the presence of God. Yeah. Because Hebrew 14, for, sorry, because Hebrews 4.13 tells us, and there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give Amen. account. Amen. God sees you. Yes, yes, he does. Even when you think you are hidden. Mm -hmm. Praise God. Growing up, I was convinced that my mom had eyes in the back of her head. <laughs> Not convinced like, I know, Right? Either that or she had people because she was everywhere all the time. I'd get home from school and be halfway through my snack of cherry Kool-Aid and animal crackers and it's tasting so good and I'm having the best time and she'd sit down and say, so you're going to tell me about what happened at school today? <laughs> what? <laughs> or worse, are you going to tell me what you did today? How did she, what? How did she know? But that's true love, to be seen by a loving parent, whether you were the one wronged or whether you're the one doing the wrong. Someone in this house today may believe that you are hidden from the sight of God. And maybe you feel like that kid hiding in the closet. You thought everyone was playing hide and go seek, but they've moved on to another game and left you there. You're waiting to be found. You feel invisible. You feel forgotten or abandoned. Jeremiah 23, 24 says, Can anyone hide himself in secret places so I shall not see him, says the Lord. Do I not fill heaven and earth, says the Lord? Amen. Making you feel forgotten is nothing but a trick of the enemy. God not only delights in you, but he sees you. Genesis 16, 13 says, Then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, You are the God who sees. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That's the name of God. Mm -hmm. You are the God who sees. Praise God. He is near. He hears your cry. He knows your hurt, your pain. He knows you by name. You, Psalm 34, 17 says, The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. And Praise verse 18 God. goes on to say, the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and save such as, as, as have a contrite, or another word for contrite is repentant or remorseful spirit. Amen. You know, I love Jesus, and he was a great storyteller. He rarely taught groups of people without telling some kind of story. 
People would gather to hear Jesus speak. Crowds were drawn to him because they could feel his love for them, and he spoke in such a way that the people understood. Well, in the book of Luke chapter 15, he tells three stories to those that were gathered there. The story of the lost sheep, the story of the lost coin, and the story of the lost son. Well, in the story of the lost sheep, some of you may know it, Jesus shared that if a shepherd has a hundred sheep and he loses one, he will leave the 99 sheep behind, go into the wilderness after the lost sheep, searching until he finds it. And when he finds it, he will pick up that sheep and he will put it on his shoulders and he will carry it home. And the Bible says that when he gets home with his lost sheep on his shoulders, he will call his friends and neighbors and have a party to celebrate the fact that the one sheep that was lost has now returned home. Amen. Jesus tells us in Luke 15, 7, I say to you likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. The sheep doesn't realize that he is lost. And the master, the shepherd, he comes searching for him and he carries him home. God is our master shepherd and he is looking for the lost to pick them up and to put them on his shoulders and to carry them home. We're not a burden to God. We're not too heavy. There's no amount of baggage that he can't handle. He wants to carry us home. Thank you, Jesus. Luke 19.10 says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus, the manifestation of an invisible God made visible, came for one purpose. He came to seek and to save. Jesus is our Savior. Thank you, Jesus. The second story is, it, is of the lost coin. And we've all been there at one time or another. We've misplaced something in our own home. Where's my phone? Can someone call it? I do that all the time. I set it down, walk away, and then I'm like, can someone call my phone? I can't find it. It's right where I left it, right? <laughs> Where's my phone? Where are my keys? They're on top of the fridge. How did they get there? Where's my favorite sweater? It's in the dryer. Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> or you're looking for your glasses, and they're right on top of your head. That's the best one, because it's like right there looking all around right here well in this second story Jesus spoke about a woman that had 10 pieces of silver and she lost a piece of silver in her own home well that missing piece of silver was important to her so she lit a candle today we'd turn all the lights on right grab a flashlight look under the bed but she lit a candle and she grabbed a broom and she started sweeping her own home And when she finally found that piece of silver, she calls her friends together again for a party to celebrate that she found what she thought she had lost. Luke 15, 10 says, Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of angels of God over one sinner that repents. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You might think that you're hiding. And if we're not careful, like that coin in the woman's house, we can be lost in the house of God. 
here sitting on a pew, showing up, taking a seat, getting dressed for church, but maybe we've lost our way. Maybe we're not just connecting and we're not living badly necessarily, but we're not being our best for God. We're not being all that he has called us to be. We learned this verse a couple Thursday nights ago, but James 4.17, I think it's worth repeating, says, Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. See, we're like, well, I'm not breaking one of the Ten Commandments. I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. No, no. If you know to do better than what you're doing, it's sin. If you know to do better, it is sin. He's looking for you in his house. Jesus doesn't want you to ever grow comfortable in his presence. You know, one of the most beautiful things to watch is someone walk into church for the first time and be affected by the presence of God. Yes, amen. There's no mistaking it. And it manifests itself differently, right? We've all seen it. Some people will sit there and just cry with tears streaming down their face because they don't understand what they're feeling, but they know they've never felt anything like this before. Mm -hmm. And maybe they say, I've gone to churches, but I feel the presence of something special in the house. It's Jesus. Yes, thank you, Jesus. But when we come into contact with the master, we should never feel immune to his presence. Mm -hmm. We should never forget where we've come from. We should never forget who God is. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise Thank God. you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So like the woman searching for the lost coin, Jesus will never stop searching for you in his presence. Yes. He shines a light looking, and he grabs a broom, sweeping, searching for you. And he won't ever stop trying to reach you. Oh, how he loves us. Thank you, Jesus. The final story that Jesus told in Luke chapter 15 was the story of the lost son. Some of you may know it as the story of the prodigal son. But a man had two sons, and the youngest asked, for his inheritance early. Can you imagine? Like, Dad, I know you're still around, but could I get my half right now? (laughs) That's basically what happened. Like, what? What's happening? But the father agreed and granted his son, his youngest son, the request of half of his share. And so in no time, so the son basically waited a couple days. The Bible literally says like he waited no time at all and then headed out. Thanks for the money, Dad. You all do have a great day. Take care. In no time at all, he left town, and he blew through the money and spent every last dime. Well, the timing wasn't great because after he had spent it all, the the land went through a shortage of food, and food was hard to come by. So he went from wealthy to penniless, And he found himself feeding pigs, a position that was beneath him. And the Bible actually says he wanted to eat the pigs' slop, but no one gave him any. 
So he, went, he goes from wealthy son to just, just craving to eat some of that slop that those pigs were eating. You see, the longer that we're away from God, we might find ourselves in circumstances and situations that we would have normally never been in. Well, the son had this like epiphany as he's feeding these pigs. He remembered his father's house and he remembered that even the servants in his father's house ate better than he did. And he knew that he had likely burnt his bridge as son but he thought, maybe if I could just move home and become a servant in my father's own house, at least I would have some bread to eat. Well, because he, he had burnt his bridge and wanting to move home and act like everything was okay is not going to happen. So he figured he would go back and humbly ask to be on staff. Unsure of how he was going to be received. Unsure if he would even be welcomed back in his own home if they would even recognize him after all this time. He left with pomp and circumstance and fortune, and when he returned, he was reeking of the pigs that he cared for. He was still a far way off from the house when he started to come home, and he was in the distance. And his father saw him returning home. I can just imagine the father for days and weeks and months before scanning the horizon every day, hoping and praying that his son will come home. And every day he would check out of those drapes and every day there was nothing on the horizon. But today was different. He went to go look for his son and there along the horizon he recognized the silhouette of his precious boy. And the Bible said that he was still a far way off and his father saw him in the distance, and he ran to meet him. Amen. A father will always know his son, just as Jesus will always know you. Amen. Amen. And the welcome that he got, the Bible says he ran to his son, and he literally threw himself on him, and he kissed his son, and he hold, held on to him, and he hugged him. He put a ring on his finger and the best clothes in his closet onto his son and the best shoes, and he threw a big party. You see, it doesn't matter how long we've been gone, how long we've avoided God, how long we've stayed away, done what we wanted to do. We serve a God that runs to meet us. His yes, love amen. is unconditional. Thank you, Jesus. And when God looks at you, know this. He does not see your sin. He does not see your brokenness or your shame. When you repent of your sins and you are baptized in the precious name of Jesus, your sins are now washed away and yes. covered by the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He sees the man or the woman that he created you to be. He sees potential. He sees promise. We are not where we come from. We are where we are going yes. by his grace and for his glory. Isaiah 55, verse 7 says, Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Stop hiding.
Matthew 5:16 says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. Will you stand with me for just a moment? You know, every time that I go visit my parents' house, my dad is always waiting for me. And how do I know that he's waiting for me? I know because I see his eyes and his head through the glass pane on their front door. He's listening for me. He's watching for me, right? Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, this is Jesus talking, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man will hear my voice and open the door, then I will come into him and I will dine with him with me. You know, I think that's such a beautiful picture because I still have to come, but my dad is there waiting for me, looking out the top of the door, looking for me so that he can open the door when I come. I don't even have to use my key. He's waiting for me. All over this house, just for the next few minutes, I want us just to have a time of just realization and repentance. Because I don't care if you've been in this thing for one day or for your life. We, there's none good but God. And every day we need a Savior. Every day we need to remember that we are not our own but God's. And we are bought with the price, the precious blood of Jesus. So just for the next few minutes, I want this whole church to be an altar. And you can stand. You can kneel, you can sit, whatever you're comfortable with. But I just want us to have a moment where we say, God, I don't want to be hidden anymore. I don't want to hide behind the excuses that I used in 2020. I don't want to hide behind heartache or pain or shame or sin of my past. I want to leave that all to you, God. I want to leave that all to you, God. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may God bless you.